What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast for Monday, June 26th. That's right. I'm Howard Bender, uh, doing a half-assed job filling in for John and Pemba and James Grande. Uh, so we needed to up it a little bit more here on a, on a nice little six-game Monday slate. So we brought in Colby Conway, somebody who actually uh, knows what he's talking about and doesn't you know, rely on cracking stupid jokes the entire time to deflect from everything else. Colby, what's going on, man? How are you? No, I'm doing well. Glad to be filling in. I, I have a little bit of an issue with James from filling in for me on the pod earlier this week. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to step in and do a quarter of the job that he does just to, I want him to feel good about taking some time off, which how much time he trashes me for my vacations and trips that I always take. <laughs> well, you know, listen, he, ta- he trashes you for your trips. I trash you for your take. So it's, you're in a lose lose situation here, Colby. I don't know. We've been trying to get you to quit for years and years, and yet you're still here with Fantasy Alarm. What's up? You can't take the hint. No, it's like I told James, I'm on a very player-friendly contract. I've been grandfathered in. It's been (laughs) been quite a while now, so it's a very player-friendly deal. It's I I almost equate it to I got signed coming – I guess I was still in college when I started to like one of those long 13-year deals, and I've just – you know, I'm at the back part of it. I'm in the twilight of it. The team wants to get rid of me. The fans want to get rid of me. But it's just from a cost perspective, it just doesn't make sense. So I'm just here I am for a couple more years riding it out into the sunset. He just keeps he keeps renewing that player option. He keeps picking it up. We don't we don't do nothing. He just keeps doing it. No, listen, man. Yeah, you and I have God, we've been together for almost 10 years now, probably uh on fantasy alarm. Long, long time. So it's great. Um, so we never get get a chance to like really do this. We don't get a really a, a legit chance to chop up and talk a little. Uh, MLB DFS. So it's just a six game slate. So we'll probably deviate from the normal path that uh, we usually take. We'll talk, we'll do pitching infielders, outfielders. We'll try and set you up a pretty little lineup on DraftKings, stuff like that. But, you know, overall, I just kind of want to open things up here with a little bit of a, you know, how's the weekend in baseball for you? That, that Braves red season uh, series, like super lived up to the hype. So did Dodgers, uh, Astros, a couple of great things for baseball. We had uh, Cubs Cardinals in London. So, you know, there's a lot of action going on over the weekend, man. Did you get a chance to absorb it all? I did. Got to see the L.A. De La Cruz offensive display that he got to put on. That Reds Brave series is awesome. And then, you know, from a, I guess, a dynasty perspective, you could say that LSU series too, getting to see some of the big boys in that yeah. team and how they're looking. It was, it was a full, full, full weekend of baseball, college, pro, a lot to like what was going on there. So, I mean, every weekend that we have baseball is going to be a good weekend, but this last or this past one, just a, just a little bit better. It's a little bit better, a little bit. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's kind of ball into this slate here. Um, you know, first and foremost, that I always look at every slate, uh, no Coors field. So the, the idea of a 25 run angels explosion, once again, is probably not going to happen. That was some display of power, uh, on, uh, on, on Saturday's game. That was, uh, that was kind of ugly. Um, but let's see, let's see if we can't find, uh, you know, ourselves a little bit of a, a little bit of a stack. Talk to me here about your thoughts on, I mean, just the, uh, the, the overall slate here, we always usually started off with pitching, so we might as well, uh, you know, dive into that, but you know, the guys always usually hit the, uh, the over-unders, um, just to see what's going on around the, uh, you know, around the way where we want to kind of invest our money. Um, I think we've, uh, we've kind of talked about it a little bit here, but uh, nine runs for Cincinnati, Baltimore, nine runs for uh, Detroit, Texas. They're still setting the lines for, uh, 
for the other couple of games, what I'm seeing a couple of eights, eight and a half. So it looks like offensively, Reds, Orioles, and I'll say the Rangers side of that Texas uh, Detroit game. I'm not going to say the Detroit side of it. That's kind of where we want to be offensively. Are we going to be able to find the pitching in order to get those big bats in? Yeah, I think so. But I think we're going to have to pay up for it, too. Because when you look at it, uh, I was teasing the idea of Trevor Williams against Seattle. If you really need a budget arm, that Seattle team strikes out so darn much. We'll talk about another team that strikes out a ton here, too. And I'll keep it short there. But, I mean, Williams seems to be a guy for Washington. If, you, if you're anti-Seattle bats, you could look at him as a, as a, as a cost-saving option. But to me... I think this slate comes down to three big pitchers and kind of how you fall into it. Maybe a fourth, depending on how you feel about Justin Verlander. But pitching is going to be interesting tonight. I have some thoughts about outfielder when we get there in terms of what to do. But pitching, to me, with one of the spots, it's Spencer Strider or bust. That Minnesota team strikes out an insane amount. It's Are they going to run into a ball every now and again? Sure. They'll hit a home run. Strider lights up a couple of home runs. And the big thing with Strider... He's finally, I don't even want to say throwing. He's trying a third pitch because if you're a two-pitch starter, an adjustment has to be made. And it's either you need to adjust to your future role in the bullpen or you're going to make an adjustment and you're going to at least use a third pitch, even if it's just a show me, just to give the batter something that they maybe have to think about. And he's been doing that a little bit with the changeup. I think he's going to be just fine. And if there's any time that we can really hammer down on a Strider double-digit strikeout effort, it's got to be against the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, Twins striking out, what, 27% of the time against right-handed pitching right now on the season. Um, They have been big strikeout victims there. I mean, Strider, though, I mean, it's 12-6 on on DK, which does make it a little bit of an inhibitor as far as that goes. Um, I mean, listen, I'm fine with locking him in and saying, you know, all right, we're going to, you know, kind of pick around and see for that. but that means that we automatically have to pay down. I don't, I don't want to pay down to Trevor Williams. I don't, you know, I don't feel comfortable with that only for the sake of the fact that I do believe in Luis Castillo tonight. And I like, I like Luis Castillo in this matchup here against Washington. I know that Castillo has had his, his bumps in the road, but you know what? So is Strider. So is every other pitcher there. So I look at this and I say, you know, I mean, how far down am I willing to go uh, for pitching here? And I, I don't want to go Williams. I could go, I could go into the Reed Detmers range there, which you know, seventy three hundred on DraftKings. Um, I love this matchup here for Detmers. The White Sox have been a, a sink or swim type of team, and they've kind of uh, you know been a little soft against all pitching basically over the past week. Can we go down to Detmers? Is that the uh, is that the pairing that we're going to want to use? I think you can. And, you know, outside of the player-friendly contract that I have here, I don't really make the rules, but Detmers <laughs> at home is is something you have to do. And it's kind of the same as Luis Castillo. Generally speaking, Castillo at home, very, very good. Washington's offense better against lefties and righties. So if you want to save that 1600 to go down to Castillo, you certainly can from Strider. Detmers is my favorite value arm on the slate. He's good at home. As bad as the Twins are in terms of striking out, the White Sox are just as bad against left-handed pitching. It's absolutely absurd. There's only one guy in that lineup who even has a pulse against lefties. He's one of my preferred plays if we don't go Detmers. But Detmers, I think, is the the perfect SP2 in this slate. And if you compare him with Strider, 
I don't think it's crazy for 20 plus strikeouts between those two guys. I mean, it's, it's dream matchup. It's like the stars are aligning for these two in these matchups. All right. So then I'll tell you what, so let's, let's, let's put Strider and Detmers in there for the time being right now. Um, I, I also believe that Luis Castillo, if we do need that $1,600, we can pay down to Castillo from Strider. I don't necessarily know how much we're going to lose uh, on the overall front. Other pitchers uh, available tonight. I don't want to go Sonny Gray against uh, against Atlanta, especially if Atlanta's coming off of this big series here where they're swinging the bats huge right now uh, against the Reds. So I don't want to use that. Um, Verlander Heaney, it's kind of a gray area for me. Um, I don't love what I've seen out of Justin Verlander. And I normally hate Andrew Heaney, but this matchup against Detroit looks super soft. Yeah, I would probably lean Verlander. The strikeout upside is there against that Milwaukee offense. Detroit hasn't been, I'll put this with a caveat on this, they haven't been half bad against lefties. Not great, but they haven't been half bad. He needs just five or fewer strikeouts in all but one of his last six starts. I've really locked in on pretty much the Strider Castillo as your top dog. And to be honest, I, I know I, I hate to write people or the majority of the slate off, I've locked in on Detmers as SP2 in this one. It's just that that White Sox team is so damn bad. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'd I have no desire to go to Cease against the Angels who are swinging the bat super good right now. Uh, Matthew Boyd against Texas, not in a million years. Trevor Williams, like you said earlier on, y- you could, right? If you're, if you're setting like multiple GPP lineups, then maybe you want <clears throat> to take a splash there. I don't like Colin Rea. I don't like Irvin or Williamson. So I think, you know, I'm with you. If you're going to pay up Strider Castillo, you can go with either one. If you're going to go, you know, middle of the road here, Detmers is the lock-in at 7300 Just a great price. Great price. Now yeah. the question is, is can we afford uh, to, to have this situation here? We're always going to have to take a look at. Uh, before we continue after the uh, with, with the hitting here, obviously don't forget to like and subscribe to uh, the Fantasy Alarm uh, and the Better Sports Network Uh youtube page here uh like subscribe do all that fun stuff and uh if you guys haven't heard yet by now we do have our fantasy football draft guide that is out that has been released it's the first step of that uh we're having more content rolling out uh as we go through you can get that going to fantasyalarm.com slash draft guide you can pick it up on its own for 26.99 you can get it free with an all pro subscription uh, and with that all pro subscription, use that promo code Howard. I'll take 50% off your first six months. Uh, again, fancyalarm.com slash draft guide. All right. Strider Castillo. We're waiting to see who we're going to pair with Detmers. It's time to go into uh, the infield here. We might as well start with the, uh, with the worst position in the world here. We never like to deal with it. It's the catcher position. I mean, my problem is, is obviously I love Adley Rutschman. I love him against right uh, against a left-handed pitcher um, in Williamson, but I, I don't think that I'm going to have to uh, be able to afford that. There is one particular paydown who I definitely love, even though he's really not that cheap. Yeah, can you guess? If, if you have the money, it's Rutschman. The guy I like is Jonah Heim. Anytime there, anytime Texas faces a lefty, Heim is just the the catcher that goes into my lineup. It just makes the most sense. Such a good spot for him. And if you're stacking Rangers. And you can get the catcher on the good side of his splits. I feel like you have to do it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I mean, I love locking in Jonah Heim here. Also, I'm a big fan. 
you know, I've said it all along as far as the way this Texas Rangers lineup has been. Um, the reason that they're so potent, that they're so strong, is because Josh Young and Jonah Heim have been hitting out of the five and six spot. Uh, you know, how many teams do you see around MLB that have those locked in top four? We see a bunch of them. It's the teams like the Rays and the Rangers who are seeing production out of their five and six hitters. And that's kind of where I want to kind of want to lean on that. You know, I kind of want to, you know, if we're going to go with Jonah Heim, then I almost want to just automatically pair him up with Josh Young at third. You have to. He's, he's, he's the top player. I know we'll talk about him and everyone's favorite segment at this part at the, at the end of this, but yeah, you got to throw Jung in there. He just, he's so darn good. Crushes lefties. Matthew Boyd stinks. I mean, there's your math equation for the day, you know, there, good player, there, there. bad pitcher, good production, <laughs> simple. But this does put us, and, and here you go, this does put us in a little bit of a constrictive moment here for our hitting because you use Hyman Young, it's 4,500, 4,700. We're already now down to less than 3,500 per player. So, I mean, we might as well as we're just going to kind of go through position by position here and find the, the deepest values. Um, you know, as you've looked through this slate, any position that you find that you can have, like, you know, really just, you know, rock solid value under three gram type players? I really like some value in outfield in terms of getting it under three grand. It's going to be closer to that average amount. One of the cheaper outfielders I like on the slate. Uh, and we're going to go back to the stack, but Leody Tavares hitting at the bottom of the order, let him get on base, come around for the big boys up top. It puts him in a very good spot. He's been producing well of late, even hitting out of that nine hole. And if you look in a couple of recent games, the the fantasy production has been there for him. I do believe he's 30, yeah, 3,300. So right around our average, but take a look at the game log. I mean, we're getting 17 points, 10 a few games ago, and his price hasn't moved at all. So Tavares is a guy I think is one of the cheaper outfielders that you can get on this slate. If we have the money, I'd love to get Nick Senzel. He's slumping of late when you look at his numbers, but it's because since he hasn't faced a ton of left-handers of late, and if you if you go look on our Fantasy Alarm, the Today's Lineup page, and just go to that little burst lefties thing with Nick Senzel and wait to see the eye-popping numbers that are there for him. So I'm Senzel is a guy I'm very big on for this Monday slate. Okay. Now, do you, how do you feel about leaving the guy down there by himself? Like, I mean, is this a one-off type thing? They both hit ninth in the lineup. Um, you know, I've always been, and I don't know about you, I've always been a mini stack guy. I always love pairing guys up two, 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 and two. Um, but again, if we're going with Jonah Heim and, and Josh Young right there, like, you know, I don't want to overinvest too much in the Rangers, although it's, it's, it's a fine team to overinvest in. Uh, but it might have to be a, a one-off there. What about with the way that the Reds uh, put their lineups together there? You've got Senzel, who's batting at the bottom. Um, we could try to, you know, squeeze him out with, like, TJ Friedel and hope for some lefty-on-lefty -lefty crime and get that 1-9 matchup. Although, I don't even know if Friedel's going to be in the game uh, starting up against the lefty. This <laughs> This feels dirty, okay? Just I'm prefacing this before I say it. I love it. Kevin Newman has a very realistic shot of leading off. He's oh, been leading off since lefties of late. He He's going to be on the best side of his splits. We're all going to love the bats after him in the lineup for the most part. Why would we not consider the leadoff guy? Again, obviously, we're looking at this. We don't know the lineups yet. But if you look at the past couple starts against lefties, he's been at the top. 
they bat him lead off. I mean, he's very cheap. And what was it? 20, 2,800? 2,800. We would, we would be using him as our first baseman. <laughs> well, now we can't use Shohei Otani as our first baseman. So no, but we could use Shohei Otani in the outfield if we got that kind of cash line around. I mean, I do you want to go? Cash, but... Do you want to go so dirt cheap at second and short? I mean, I would love to see us try. I'd love to see you try right now. Right now, come on, let's Ugh. start with second base. Let's just go to second base here uh, and and try and play around with this. I mean, there are definitely we could go Caballero. Could you know he's going to be in that uh, in that Seattle lineup? Where do they usually? They usually bat him near the bottom, also. Well, this is a terrible, terrible lineup for, uh, you know, top of the top range hitters. Drury, if Drury wasn't so darn expensive, he'd be the easy plug in because he's absolutely mashing right now. Yeah. But we could go. So I guess JP Crawford, uh, if he bats leadoff here, who the uh, Seattle's taking on who tomorrow? Washington. Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams, yeah. So it could be Crawford. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Williams is more susceptible. Yeah, lefty's hitting 293 and OPS right around 820 with a 350 Woba. And then you look at a guy like Crawford, 258 against righties, hitting 260 at home, better against righties than lefties. Crawford wouldn't be bad if it, it's going to come down to how you feel about the Seattle bats. Like Teoscar Hernandez is a guy I do like too. He's starting to come alive a bit of late. I don't know if we'll be able to afford him here, but he's one to consider. But Crawford, he's going to be at the top. And if if, if Seattle ever just stop, stop striking out nearly every other plate appearance, like and if they can get out of Minnesota territory, being at the top of the order near the top of it with Crawford might not be a bad investment. And Trevor Williams, just simply put, isn't all that great. So Do you see how gross that. this lineup is? Can you see this? Can you, you know, I'm doing the old <laughs> screen share here. I mean, this is this is probably one of the grossest lineups I've seen. Heim, Kevin Newman, Caballero, Young, Crawford, Tavares, Senzel. Still doesn't afford us uh, the ability to get Shohei Otani in here. But Julio Rodriguez, Cedric Mullins, Lewis Robert, Spencer Steer. Those are the uh, that's that's the range where we'd be eyeballing here. I'm a little cold on Steer. His numbers against lefties have faded here as the season's gone on after a hot start against them. So looking at this here, what are we at? Fifty two hundred. Yeah, that's what I'm tracking over here as well. So I mean, I've faded on Steer. If you don't play Detmers, Luis Roberts, a play you want to look at as he crushes lefties, but we're not going to go against our own hitter or our own pitcher here. So what we could do. Are you are you watching what I'm doing? I'm clicking around here while you're talking. <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to be influenced as I'm. As I'm I've already gone down from Strider to Castillo, which then yep. enables us to get Otani into the lineup. Yeah, I mean, you can if you do that, you can throw Otani in. There's 400, <laughs> but there's also what if at second base? Who do you who do you like better, Caballero or Crawford? I don't like either of them particularly. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'd, I'd prefer Crawford if he's going to be in the leadoff spot. Yeah, if Crawford hits leadoff, I'm fine leaving him in there. But with that money we saved, we drop Strider down to Castillo. What if we bump Caballero up to Matt McClain? So we get another Cincy in there. So now we're basically 
bottom third of the order with Senzel. And then as long as Newman hits lead off, we got the top part of the lineup with Newman and McLean. And then we still have 47. We should have 4,700 for the last outfielder. You and that could give us Anthony, San, Anthony Santan, Santander against a homer prone lefty. And Santander is good against lefties. See, I like that. I, I like that a lot. That, that took a little bit of maneuver. Yeah, I mean, that lineup was just looking so grotesque with uh, with the other guy. Like, really, that, that other lineup was looking foul. So this one here definitely has some much more promise uh, in the sense that, yeah, I like getting Santander in there. I love having, um, you know, a little, little slice of Baltimore against Williamson. You got nice, you know, added here with uh, with Newman, McLean, Senzel gives you nine one two in your stack. I like that. You got five and six with Jonah Heim and Josh Young. Tavares is at the bottom. Crawford's at the top. Damn! I might have to enter this sucker, huh? It's one of those. It's it's a beautiful thing when you see like a, you know, trash to. That wasn't trash. It was just, it was bagged up sitting by the trash can. That was what that first part of that lineup was. It was, it was, it was trash adjacent. And now it's, it's definitely, it's definitely looking a little bit better. And on this six game slate, I mean, when you look at it, there's really only a couple of offenses in this game worth investing in. So like there's going to be heavy ownership in these, in the, in this, like the Texas lineup and the Baltimore lineup, honestly, and the Cincy lineup. that Cincy Baltimore game is going to be the most stacked one because it's two, bad lefties against lineups that can dominate lefties with some pops. There's going to be the stuff there. And like we talked about, I do love Spencer Strider, but when Luis Castillo is at home, we have to take notice of him and the $1,600 savings. I mean, you just saw it turned our lineup from a, you know, a four out of 10 to a, whatever you want to call this one, eight and a half, nine out of 10. Yeah. I'll give this an eight and a half out of 10. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a little bit of pop to it. I mean, you know, you'd like to see a little bit more of a, of some home run power, uh, if you're playing in some GPP tournaments, but you can still win it with the speed aspect there. Heim could go yard. McLean, well, he's more of a singles hitter. Young could go yard. Senzel could. Santander could. So it's not terrible. It's not and, terrible. I like and, it. Yeah, and when you look at it, too, going up against the White Sox, if Detmers is on and the White Sox struggles against lefties continue – there's a lot to like with him too. And I mean, maybe Castillo doesn't have the strikeout upside that Spencer Strider has, but there's still a very real chance for 15 to 16 plus strikeouts between these two guys. And most importantly, two wins. And most importantly, two wins. That's definitely the, uh, the, the high upside on there. Um, I'll tell you what. So this is the lineup that you and I are going to kind of weave through. If you want, if you had to pay down for a starter below Castillo above Detmers, like let's say you wanted to get some more pop into your lineup here, you felt more comfortable with that. Is there a pay down uh, that you would worth you you would try out just so that you could get some beefier bats in there, like a Verlander or a Heaney? It would be Verlander. I don't. I just. I can't. I just. I. I can never get the pitchers right against Detroit. I just, I cannot, that's one offense I've not figured out yet, no matter what it ends up being. And I just, it's not for me with them. So I'll go Verlander, hopefully for the strikeouts against Milwaukee. And that 8,300 will give you a little bit of wiggle room. But outside of that, once you get below Detmers, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going below him there. All right. I Listen, I, I like this lineup that we're in right now. 
I'm going to enter it. You know what? And I am going to use up 550 crowns in this mini max, you know, because I mean, everybody's got that lineup. There we go. We're, we're locked in on that one there for our lineup. Now let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's discuss a couple of other things here, Colby, uh, before we scooch on out of here. Um, so it was, uh, it was Grande's gems and, and Pemba's imprints is where it was. I tried getting creative for me and Malin when we did this uh, on Friday. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, okay. So, you know, listen, we went with that. So, I, I don't know. I, I went with Conway's cashers here. Did you have something better that we can change it to? Only one I had was Conway's cornerstones, the cornerstone players of the slate. Conway's cornerstones. I like it. All right. It's a little lengthy. Extra couple of syllables in there. But you know what? Hey, why not? It's a Monday morning. We can definitely do that. Let's uh, let's talk about it here. Uh, let's go to Conway's Cornerstones, and we'll start off. Who is your home run call? The guy that we are fortunate to get into the lineup is Anthony Santander. Anthony Santander. Yeah, I'm very happy about getting him. We also have in our lineup uh, Josh Young, who happens to be uh, my personal favorite um, for, the, uh, for that. Going up against Matthew Boyd, who has just been an absolute gas can. A gas can. Young hits lefties beautifully. Uh, what's your top stack today? It should be everybody's top stack, Texas Rangers. Yeah, me too. Easy peasy. What about a contrarian stack? It's not very contrarian, but I like the Baltimore Orioles right-handed hitters, name, namely Adley Rushman, Anthony Santander, those boys at the top of the order. Yeah, it's definitely – it's not It's not contrarian at all. But on, on a slate like this, you kind of have to do that. I think if I were to create a, a lineup just for shits and giggles and say, you know, I'm just going to go against somebody, um, I, I would probably take a little shot on the Mets against, uh, against you know, Colin Rea. See if I could squeeze Pete Alonzo in there. I don't love it. I don't love the team in general, but uh, I might lean that as a contrarian stack. Uh, star of the night for me, it's going to be Shohei Otani. That's why I was trying to jam into our lineup there, just because, I mean, listen, lefty hitting Shohei Otani against uh, Dylan Cease, who can have his struggles with left-handed hitters. So I think Otani's going to have himself a big night. Well, let's make it two for two of our stars of the night, not in our lineup that we made, Spencer Strider. <laughs> our this, stars this, can't, are, this can't be good. This cannot be good. We're fading our stars of the night. Here we go. Listen, you know what, man? It's with, it's with the monies. It's the budget. It's what we're all about. Uh, value play of the night. Where are you going? I'm going Leody Tavares. I like it. He's in our lineup. Wonderful. I think he does give you a nice little return value. Um, I'm going Reed Detmers. I, I agree with you. I think Reed Detmers at home is a great situation. I think the the Angels coming back home after this little trip to uh, to Colorado, I think they're going to be feeling good. Uh, I'm locking in Reed Detmers for uh, for this one here. So. Absolutely. That's where I would have gone to, but I went to Varus and I'm after looking at this, I feel like I should have picked somebody not in our lineup, but alas, here we are. No, that's it. That's our lineup, man. Well, we gotta, we gotta stick with it. We gotta embrace it, love it, enjoy it. That's what it's all about. Uh, if you guys missed our lineup, well, you could rewind right here on this, uh, on this live stream, or let me see if I can pop it in here for us one more time live. Probably not. It's going to take forever. Well, yeah. if they missed it, let me, I'll do a quick read off here and help. I'll help the people out. Oh, but. Here I come. oh look at that. We're, we're doing Burger King ads here. Huh? <laughs> we're doing, can you give me the Whopper song real quick? Whopper, 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 Whopper. 
Double burger, double Whopper. They just say Whopper over and over. I don't know the actual words. I don't either, but there's our lineup right there. Brought to you by Whopper and Burger King. <laughs> Luis Castillo, Reed Detmers, Jonah Heim, Kevin Newman, Matt McClain, Josh Young, J.P. Crawford, Anthony Santander, Nick Senzel, Leody Tavares. Like it, love it, give it a shot, whatever you want to do, uh, or maneuver around. We will have the DFS playbook and value plays up a little later on here in the day. But Oh, and don't forget also we've got uh, our, our regular – DFS live stream, which will be taking place at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Colby, are you on that live stream at 5? I sure am. Well, there you go. You guys get another double dose, a double dose of Colby Conway today. Who doesn't love that? But that's going to do it for us here tonight, or today, actually. Uh, for Colby Conway, I'm Howard Bender. Thanks for tuning in to the MLB DFS podcast. We'll catch you next time.